All right. Levels are going. We're good. Very cool. Well, uh, are you ready to go? Yep. Okay. Um, same here. So just give me the lead in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that is very excited to finish their bunk beds so we have more room for activities. My name is Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother Peter. How's it going? And Ryan is officially on school schedule, so he's going to be sitting some episodes out here and there. He may be joining us in the future as we like. We might adjust our uh, recording schedule a little bit just to maybe squeeze him in as many episodes as we can just so he's not too completely out of the... Um, workings. Um, we, Peter, have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. <laughs> right um, it's a long list because lots of stuff happened since we last recorded. So let's get right in. Um, what are we watching? Um, well, all week, um, Awesome Games Done Quick has been going on. So I've been watching that a lot. Um, I don't know, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's a uh, event where they do uh, video game speed runs. So it's essentially somebody will play through... Super Mario Brothers, or, you know, name any video game, but they'll okay. play through it as fast as possible in front of an audience with commentary. And it's actually, like, it sounds kind of weird because all you're doing is watching video games, but it can be extremely entertaining. So, this is what I think is... <laughs> all right. Look, we've all watched someone play a video game, <laughs> right? On, right? Yeah. We've all played our share of video games. Everybody who's listening to this podcast has probably played a video game in mm -hmm. their life. If they say, no, I don't play video games, I'm sure you have something on your phone. It's mm -hmm. a video game. But here's what... Video games have an odd sense of accomplishment. You spend a lot of time playing a game where you unlock stuff, you go on these adventures, you, you do that kind of thing. But it, it, in the time that you spent doing that... You didn't really do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what you're telling me is you were watching people <laughs> video games. So it's it's which, actually um... which is kind of worse. <laughs> now, um, I am not opposed to video games because I play way too many in, on my own. But right on. you understand my um, point. No, I get what you mean. Um, this well, like first of all, like at my job, we basically just have this going in the background constantly. Sure. Like somebody's computer monitor just has like a GDQ pulled up and we're watching speedruns all day while like doing other work and stuff but uh yeah i mean i guess what's interesting is like certain sometimes it's just that they'll be playing a game you have no idea about and it's just kind of interesting to watch like oh now i know what that is but then sometimes they'll play a game that you are familiar with and they just show you like hidden secrets within the game or like they'll find some glitch and they'll go through a wall and skip to the end of the level and there's just all these crazy things in there that are just kind of mind-blowing while you're while watching it what's cool is um this event's been going all this week and every time they do it they mainly do it as a big kind of uh, marathon to raise money for charity so this year they're giving all the proceeds to uh like uh, some cancer like research or treatment like okay. thing so that's really awesome um and then otherwise <laughs> i guess it's just kind of like a big convention they hold around it like someday i think it'd be fun to go but i think it's like they've got the, your typical con stuff going on with your game room and artist alley right. and all that right. so that's been awesome um i have a couple more things should i just rattle through yeah now? go ahead or, okay so i finished the netflix series you yes. which i was talking about last week 
Holy crap, I think this is one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. Interesting. Like it's, it's really good, in my opinion. Since we talked, I had another friend of mine bring it up, too, so I yeah. think I'm going to give it a go. Okay, um, nice. But it's. I think the last time I didn't give it enough credit with just how interesting the show is, but also just how... Like, the main character of the show is, like, a total D-bag. <laughs> like, he is, like, he's totally, like, a villainous person. Like, he's not a good guy. But somehow the show is written so well that you, like, care about, like, you, like, are almost rooting for him. But at the same time, you're like, why do I care about what happens to this guy? Because he's, like, this uh, crazy, like, stalker guy. But they do a good job of kind of, like turning that on its head but uh i mean overall like the whole series was really good it leaves you at a spot where you really want to know what comes next and i've tried to get into a couple things since and i just nothing's been as good as, as that show i just right watched on. cool so, all right um i also had the chance to see bumblebee in the theater so oh, okay. i don't know i saw i saw a very quick like critic like one sentence review that said best transformers movie ever what do you think i don't know i i think it's up there for me it's kind of like tied with the first transformers movie um that's that's a high bar because i i went into the first transformers movie not expecting a lot not really excited i was like i gotta check this out because the trailer looked good mm -hmm. but my expectations were so unbelievably low yeah i walked out of the theater going that was the most amazing thing i've ever seen (laughs) so okay um, the first transformers movie sits very high on my list okay so this is five transformers movies later (laughs) so i don't know if you're gonna have that same reaction this is <laughs> okay i've never seen it or this is the coolest thing i've ever seen but overall the story is just uh a, like really good and uh the transformer designs in the movie are just in my opinion light years better than any other movie because they go back to the old 80s transformers cartoon like blocky robot style and it in my opinion it just looks so good because uh I remember when the first Transformers movies came out, I just wasn't necessarily sold on a lot of the robot designs in them. Like, I thought there was way too many moving parts, and you couldn't really uh, perceive what was happening in certain parts. And the way they've kind of redesigned them, I just think, looks really good. It's, like, a lot sleeker and just, like, the designs make more sense. Well, so, like, Bumblebee's design... From the original 1980s cartoon, mm-hmm. he was a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. And if you watch the trailer from Bumblebee, they made him the Volkswagen Beetle, which is cool because if you go to the other Transformers movies, he's not. He's a Camaro, mm-hmm. which, I mean, for modern day storytelling, having Bumblebee be a Camaro is cool. I mean, it looks good. Yeah. You know, so. Um, but yeah, overall, I just thought it was, I was pleasantly surprised and I thought it was really good. Um there's a couple parts where the acting is a, is like a little bit lower than what I'd hoped for, and uh, there's a couple big plot holes. But if you go into the movie ready to have fun, I think you're gonna really enjoy. Oh, good. It, so. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. look. Um, those movies. I'm not going to those movies looking for like Oscar. <laughs> for sure. Like, it's not an Oscar winner, and I know that. I that's a movie I'll watch because I yeah. want to have fun and go on a roller coaster. So there is um, one movie <clears throat> that I think the plot of Bumblebee is very similar to, but I'll wait till you actually see it to bring it up. And see okay. what your thoughts are on it sometime later. So all right. uh, cool. that's all for me. Have you watched anything new? Well, so for starter, uh, so I mentioned how much I liked the show The Orville yeah. on Fox. The new season started up. It's really funny so far. Um, if you like space stuff like Star Trek, Star Wars, that kind of thing, it's a little more like Star Trek than it is anything else. It's basically Seth MacFarlane is clearly a Star Trek fan and decided he was going to make a Star Trek-esque show. 
So it's the creator of Family Guy taking humor from Family Guy and doing Star Trek. Yeah. Um, the episode, the most recent episode, that this was really funny. They had a character who had a porn addiction. <laughs> Okay. And he was using the hollow suites or the hol- uh, the holodeck to, <laughs> Makes sense. to you know live out these like porn fantasies. <laughs> but when he went and got and this was really interesting because I'm like, why are we even like it was such a sub subplot storyline that had okay. nothing to do with the main <laughs> stuff going on on the yeah. ship. And I'm like, why is this a thing until he got he went out and found someone to get him like some specific like file. Okay. And it released a virus on the okay. ship. Oh, okay. And if you and in and in true internet fashion, you get porn comes with viruses. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. You that's know. what I. It's like the uh, virus attacking your computer, except right. everybody lives inside. And the then computer. they start having problems on the ship because of the porn virus, and it just. <laughs> that's really it was, funny. It was really funny. So, like I said, it's Family Guy humor, but it's Star Trek, and you know, it's it. <laughs> it made me laugh. It made me giggle to see the social commentary of it. So that's great. I'm just excited the show is back. Nice. Um, I watched the movie A Simple Favor. Never heard of it. Okay. Uh, this is Anna Kendrick. And Blake Lively. Okay. Um, they're probably the biggest actors in the movie. Most of everyone else is kind of like they're all supporting. They're not like a big, uh, they're not huge names. Yeah. Um, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively are basically moms. Um, they meet at school because their kids are friends. They become friends. And then Blake Lively goes missing. Okay. And it becomes this big mystery as to what happened to Blake Lively. And there's this whole conspiracy around it. And there was a voicemail that she leaves Anna Kendrick, and she's like, "If you're listening to this, I like it's like this voicemail." And she's like, "I really need to ask you this favor, whatever." And then Anna Kendrick's like, "Yeah, okay, I can do this favor." And then Anna Kendrick, like, while she's waiting for Blake Lively to show up, that's when you find out Blake Lively's missing, and then the, like the conspiracy begins, and it's Wild. Okay. it's a mystery thriller. It's got a decent amount of comedy in terms of, like, one-liners, like, perfect timing type stuff. Okay. Um, but it's it's really cool. It's okay. just a cool movie. It yeah. is not... Don't go into this movie expecting the most amazing thriller you've ever seen. Don't go into this movie expecting the best performances. This isn't, like, an Oscar thing. This is clearly some friends got together to make a movie, and they just decided to tell a really cool story while doing it. Okay, nice. You know, I um, I while you were talking, I was looking up pictures of the movie, and I think I remember when this came out, and it seemed like it was one of those things where everybody was confused by it because it, I think it's more of a serious movie, but because it's starring Anna Kendrick, everybody just expected it to be a comedy yeah, sort of thing. It's definitely a serious movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, like I said, there's some comedic moments that will make you laugh, but they're very few and far between. Okay, so. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. It was good. Okay. Yeah, um, that's good to hear. And then this is kind of a this is a watch, but this leads us right into news. So I'm gonna hit it right now. Today officially, as the date of this recording, which is um, January what? Double checking the date. January 10th. Oh yeah. <laughs> Today, 20 years ago, Batman Beyond premiered on television. <laughs> nice. That's so awesome. I got home from work today, knowing we were recording this episode, and I watched the pilot of Batman Beyond just oh, because. Fun. Why not? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, if you don't know Batman Beyond, this is a Bruce Wayne is no longer Batman because he's too old. He's like pushing his like late seventies, and the city of Go- the Gotham City has basically just gotten worse. Even though they moved into the future, they've gotten worse, and this kid discovers 
this kid went what he's like early late teens yeah. early 20s he discovers Bruce Wayne's identity that he was the Batman and then he on his own takes up the mantle to become Batman and then it's basically futuristic Batman yeah um it's a great show. I highly, if you like Batman stuff, I highly recommend trying to get your hands on it to watch. It's fantastic. But I just figured it was the 20th anniversary. I'm gonna give the pilot a go. And nice. You know, yeah, I'd so. like to watch it again. I remember when Batman Beyond first came <clears throat> out, and I remember uh, being in the living room like as brothers, like we all came together and watched the uh, premiere. And I remember, uh, I don't know if we watched it like the first time it aired or like a rerun, but anyways, watching it, I remember just. There was just this uh, sense of, like, this is really cool in the air. And it's like, that sounds so vague, but it's just one of those things that was, like, genuinely Look, so, awesome. Sometimes like, there's things in your life that all you, that's the, that's the best adjective. And you're just yeah. like, this is cool. It had, like, that sort of, like, really cool edge to it, but it was really good at the same time. And I kind of want to rewatch it just to see if well, that feeling still holds I watched, up or I not. watched the pilot, and it definitely still held up. And maybe it's just because I remember the show so well that it holds mm-hmm. up, and I have that bias opinion but i'm probably gonna gonna give the whole show a full rewatch (laughs) there's uh there's also this great part in the uh i think it's in the first episode where uh terry mcginnis uses a gun at one at one part like he pulls a gun out of his uh it's all it's like almost like a laser gun it might be in the second episode or one of the later episodes but i remember being there with all my brothers watching the show and we were all like Wait, Batman uses guns now? Oh, and it was like this no, great moment. No, it was, um, it's this moment where it's not the new Batman. It's the first, like, as you see, at the very beginning of the pilot, you see uh, Batman, Bruce Wayne, like mm-hmm. older Bruce Wayne as Batman, yeah, not be able to take down some thugs. Okay. And he grabs one of the guns and points it at the thug as a last line of defense. The thug bails mm-hmm. from the sight of the gun, and then at the end, Bruce Wayne's like he throws the gun away like I can't do this you know because that's his one rule I, I think I, I, you, I, I, I think, could be I getting think there's, I think there's another moment then it, so must I'm be gonna a later, some, it must be at a later episode yeah I'm gonna have to do some more research because I think it might be like is there there's one of the villains that's called Ink or something yeah. okay I think it's the episode with Ink All right, so is that that's episode on. 2 or 3 or? that's like Maybe like two okay. or 3 it's, okay. er, it's very early when you meet Ink but yeah, I it's think it's that not episode so yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was cool. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yes, that runs us in the news. Um, so since we're on DC, real quick, um, Aquaman is officially the highest-grossing DC film of all the DC, every DC film that's ever been released. It overtook The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, and oh, okay, you know, I haven't even been keeping the, up that much. It's but... the highest-grossing DC film, which is awesome. Aquaman and deserves is... it. Just theatrically, or is this, this is, including on like this video? Is, this or? is just theatrical okay. box office. This is just box office numbers mm-hmm. um, and worldwide total. So it's outgrossed everything. Outgrossed Wonder Woman. It's outgrossed uh, Batman, Superman. You know everything. At the time of this recording, um, by the time this episode launches, uh, Aquaman will probably have crossed a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome, good for them because DC deserves a win. And Aquaman is a great movie to get them there. So I just have, I mean, it should probably hit a billion dollars by the time this episode drops. So they, they, yeah. were, they were like, they were over 900 million. Okay. Um, the last time I so checked. So last time I checked, it was like when they were at like the $780 million range. Right. And uh, yeah, I didn't even realize it got that hot that far. But it, it just goes to show like how they made this movie and it is something that a lot of people haven't seen before like it has things in it that's just like you've never seen in a movie and it's i mean that sells yeah. tickets so i yeah. mean 
Um, well, let's talk. Uh, all right, let's talk about this real quick. This is this is well. This is beyond um, normal entertainment stuff. I thought this was really cool, and I like space stuff, so I wanted to throw this in tonight. Okay. Um, Voyager two, the satellite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Has just reached interstellar, interstellar space. Okay. Has officially reached interstellar space. Now, I like space stuff, so when I heard this, I was like, cool, interstellar space. I know what that means. A lot of people don't know what interstellar space means. So I'm going to real quickly explain it to you. The only reason I'm talking about this is because I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, but interstellar space, I'm going to give you an analogy and then give you the, basically the explanation. So, you know when you go to, like, a nightclub or a bar and they have a live band going and it's, like, really loud music and you can barely talk to your friends because the music's too loud? And then you leave the bar and then the music from the bar, you can still hear it thumping as you're walking outside. And there's a moment where the music is just slightly being drowned out from the bar, but the sounds of the street are blending together. Okay. And there's that just brief moment where you're, like in between both worlds of sound. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. That is interstellar space on our level. In outer space, that means Voyager 2 has reached the point of space where the light from our sun yeah. is just, just faint enough that it's starting to gather light from other stars. Okay. So, like, it's in that weird in-between from one star to the next star. Wow. So, I wanted to use the sound thing just so, like, you had something real world to grasp onto. Mm -hmm. But I just, that's right where Voyager 2 is. Now, to give you an idea of distance, it takes eight minutes to get the the light from our, the sun, our sun, to Earth. Yeah. Okay? So, that's eight minutes in light years. <clears throat> so, in light year... If you're traveling at the speed of light, it takes eight minutes to get from the sun to Earth. If you are traveling at the speed of light from Earth to Voyager 2, it's 16 hours. So if you are traveling at the speed of light from Voyager 2 to Earth is a drive from Chicago to Orlando, Florida. Wow. So. A <laughs> um, couple of cool questions. Sure. Is uh, Voyager 2... Do we still have contact with it at we all? We do. That's how I know it's 16 hours. Okay, they're still receiving communication from Voyager 2, and it's a 16-hour delay. Okay. Neat. That's so, that's how I know that. I was curious if this is just based on calculations, and I was like, is it possible that Voyager 2 isn't? Like, did it hit an asteroid? Well, did here, it get abducted by aliens? Here's what I'll yeah. tell you. What I know is, is that... The numbers I'm giving you are not my numbers. I didn't do my own calculations. All of this comes from NASA. <laughs> no, right, right. It all comes from NASA. It all comes from, like, I just think... <laughs> well, I, I didn't think it was, like, you sitting in the living room writing this <laughs> like, in a notebook. And trying to do, <laughs> trying to do my own math. Just, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if it was NASA's calculations or if they actually had contact. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually NASA's calculations. But when they send a signal to Voyager 2, it takes... They have to wait for the ping back. You know yeah. what I mean? And it takes, you know, 32 hours... Because it's 16 out and 16 back. Okay, so. cool. Um, and then my other question is, like, Voyager 2, is it uh, recording stuff or anything? Or is it... There's a lot of data. It's it's still recording and it's still sending stuff back. Really? Okay. Um, and that's the thing. It's, like, there's not a lot of, like, super interesting... Like, look, if they found I mean, aliens... They they, if they found aliens, they haven't told us. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? For sure, yeah. So, 
Um, and they're probably not going to tell us if they found something. But it's just... You know. Yeah, I mean, Voyager 2 was launched in the 80s or something, or when, do you know exactly? I would have to go back and look it up. I um, thought it was like, I thought it was 80s, but I always feel like that's wrong in its late 70s. Okay, fair enough. But still, like, it's not recording, like, HD video is, like, my point. So it's no. probably, like, pretty primitive relatively to what we have yeah. now in terms of what it could yeah. actually tell us, but still really cool, like... I remember reading about uh, the Voyager uh, probe when I was in grade school, and it always captured my imagination. So, really cool yeah. story. So, yeah, I just I just thought it was cool <laughs> and worth mentioning. So, nice. okay, moving on. Um, let's talk about the Golden Globes. Um, actually, no, we're gonna jump. I'm gonna <laughs> skip Golden Globes for one second because Golden Globes will lead into something else. Okay. Let's talk about um, Prime Reads. Do you know what this is? Uh, are you an Amazon subscriber? Like, are you? A, do you have Amazon Prime? <laughs> I've I used to. I don't currently, but okay. yeah. <laughs> so this is something I thought was really cool. I stumbled on it. DC Comics just signed a deal with Comicsology, Amazon Prime, and I'd have to double check the story, but some other comp. Oh, Kindle Unlimited. Okay. So if you have a Amazon Kindle, or if you're a Prime customer, or if you do Comicsology, a large handful of the DC library is free to read via those things. And Amazon Prime is starting this new thing. It's fairly new. I don't know how long it's been out because I had to look it up and I had some trouble finding it. So it's probably like super new. But it's called, because we have Amazon Prime and if you have Amazon Prime, you have a thing called Prime Video where you can like just watch movies. It's kind of like Amazon's Netflix, movies, television. Yeah. So they have this thing called Prime Reads, which books are available to just read for no additional cost. Oh, it's cool. just via your Prime subscription. Because you already have Amazon. You're paying for Amazon Prime. You can just read books. That's cool. So DC Comics has a large... Uh, I don't know how. I don't know if they're going to be adding titles or rotating them in and out, but they have a large list of titles that are going to be available to read for free via Amazon Prime. That's awesome. I thought it was awesome. Um, I checked... I went to the website to look it up, and then I opened up my Kindle Fire and... Uh, looked it up and there were definitely some cool books. Um, I only looked at books that I own, so like I already read because I was like, oh yeah, let's see if yeah. it's of it, you know. I'm, um, well, I'm personally curious like how it compares to the DC Universe app, like right. the comics available on there, but yeah, it's really I don't cool. know. What I do know, well, it seems like some of them seem pretty current. Like you could start reading Batman and it's and like on the list it was like Batman at a certain starting point and then it just with no end date it was just almost like as they come out they'll be available for you to check out which is cool yeah so I just thought that was great so if you are into comic books or if you're into other not and if you just like to read um, Prime Reads I might be on that a little bit more I'm yeah. a, when I say I'm a book person and I like to read stuff I like having the physical copies in my hand I'd rather have a physical yeah. copy than like a device. But sometimes I just have my phone and I'm sitting on a, you know, yeah. I'm sitting in the like sitting in the car waiting at a doctor's <laughs> office, and if I can sit and read some comics, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I don't mind reading on a tablet. Reading on a phone is like hard for me to get into sometimes, but uh, I definitely know what you mean. I like the physical reads, but I love this sort of um, subscription service attitude because I think the comic book industry is in this very weird spot where they don't know. So book sales are kind of like, have kind of stagnated from the stuff I've seen where it's like the same people are buying comics, but it's not like a growing number. What's interesting about books though is that 
because of the well, well, like the ca- comic now. books specifically. Like I've heard, yeah. like the sales have kind of stagnated, and I think they're like companies are kind of trying to figure out what's the next thing. And I think the sort of subscription service model to me is like the best option, where it's like I don't want to spend twenty bucks in comic books a week or something, but I'll spend you know, between 10 and 20 bucks a month to be able to read Unlimited, like, that's a really... Well, good Marvel idea. has their Marvel Unlimited app. Yeah. Where you pay a subscription service, and then everything is basically available for you to read. Yeah. Uh, because I favor DC Comics in terms of comic books, like, so, look, I like both sides of the coins, I've said it before, but I prefer the DC characters over the Marvel characters, right? Yeah. The, I just, I kind of wish DC had, like, an Unlimited app. Yeah. But I'm an Amazon Prime subscriber, and if they're going to be working this deal with Amazon Prime, that's great. Let's, you know, that means I could probably just get the app on my phone and read some more stuff. So it's pretty yeah. great. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I just thought it was cool and worth bringing up. So, yeah. I mean, I agree it's awesome. I just don't have a ton to say, is right. all. But yeah. Well, let's talk about the Golden Globes. Okay. Uh, because that happened this past weekend. Um, Golden Globes. For you, if you don't know, that's uh, that's the awards. You should know what the Golden Globes are because it's part of award season. How would you describe the Golden Globes? Well, the Golden Globes, so... It's like the Oscars, but it includes TV. So Oscars is movies, and it's voted on by the film, the, the, the Academy or the Film Academy or whatever. The Emmys is television, and that's voted on by the M, uh, Television Academy. Right. The Golden Globes are television and movies together, and it's all controlled by the Hollywood Foreign Press. Okay. So it's a completely separate thing. And what it does is it's not... You can't necessarily say, oh, this movie won Best Picture at the Golden Globes. Looks like we know what our Oscar winner is because it's not that that kind of a contender. But what it does is it kind of shows you what to be looking for going into the Oscars. It gives you kind of a precursor of, oh, these are the movies that are probably going to be looked at Let's go take a look at them. Let's go watch them. Um, so uh, the Golden Globes hit this weekend. Um, one of the things I will say, and when we got to animated film category, like there were certain things I was all ears for. Um, but animated film, best animated film of the year, Golden Globe, goes to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it, it was up against like Wreck-It Ralph 2. It was up against, um, what was the other Disney movie that released? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing right a blank, now, too. <laughs> um, but, like, it's up against, like, Pixar films and mm-hmm. Disney films and, like, you know, stuff that normally wins the best animated film. And then I'm looking at, the like, the clips they showed, and I'm like, no, Spider-Man wins this. Yeah. Like, before they announced it, I'm like, Spider-Man wins this. And I'm not thinking story at all. I'm thinking just animation because it's an yeah. animated category. Because the animation in that movie is amazing. So... Mm-hmm. Spider-Man deserved it regardless. Like, it's going to blow everybody away. I'm hoping that it gets the nomination for the Oscars for Best Animated Feature, and I'm hoping it takes it at the Oscars as well. Yeah. And that's not me wanting a comic book movie to win. That's me going, the movie's amazing, the animation's amazing, the story's amazing, this deserves it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's just, it's really innovative, and it's kind of, like, almost experimental visually, but it's also got a story to match it, where the story's just really good. Right. Um, Then, uh, on the television side, Marvelous Miss Maisel gets uh, Best Leading Actress. Uh, Rachel Brosnan. I'm not going to go through every award, by the way. I'm just hitting, like, the, the, the two that really made me happy was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse winning, and then 
best lead actress in a comedy or musical goes to Rachel Brosnahan, who plays Miss Maisel on The Marvelous Miss Maisel. I have talked about this show before. It is unbelievably amazing. It is probably one of the best television shows on television right now. It's available on Amazon Prime. You should be pausing this podcast right now. Go watch Marvelous Miss Maisel and then resume the podcast. Like, as much as I don't want to lose listeners, but everyone should be watching this show. It's fantastic. I want the show to always be at the top right next to Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I want Game of Thrones to just do everything. But that's coming to a close here. So, um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, no, mean, I, just, I haven't watched it yet, so absolutely right. no comments. But yeah, right. well, I'm very happy for you. I yeah, say no, that. I was like, I was just really happy, and like, she's as as a actress, as a person, Rachel Brosnahan is amazing, and it's you want. Here's the thing: you always want the people you like to do cool stuff and get acknowledged for yeah. it. And you know, every time she gets to do cool stuff, you're always it's if you watch the show and then you get to see her in real life, you're just like, yes, you deserve this. Yeah, you know. So nice. Yeah. Anyway, um, during the Golden Globes, it was probably about halfway through the award show. HBO aired an HBO trailer. Yeah. Did you see the trailer? Yes, I did. Okay. Now, when I say an HBO trailer, I'm referring to this is like a seasonal thing. The idea is, is that it's going to be just short clips of everything that HBO is coming out, and it's HBO Originals. So they showed a clip from Big Little Lies. They showed a clip from Sharper Ob- Sharp Objects. They showed a clip from True Detective coming. They showed a couple big ones, and these are the ones that got me really excited. First, first and foremost, they showed a clip from HBO's Watchmen. Right. Okay. If you don't know what the Watchmen is... Back in the 80s, there's a comic book. Or, uh, most people know it as a graphic novel, but it was a series of comic books. It was 12 issues that creates the graphic novel The Watchmen, written by Alan Moore. The Watchmen is one of two books that the comic book industry kind of looks at as the Bible of comic books. Um, Peter's nodding his head in agreement because there's really no way of arguing that statement. <laughs> yeah. Um, but The Watchmen is like this one beloved like series and... Uh, Zack Snyder uh, attempted to put it to film uh, a few years back. I want to say, like, we're, yeah, a few years back, like 11 oh, years like, back. Yeah, yeah. Like 11, right. 11, maybe 12 years ago, he did the film on The Watchmen. It had to be 2000, just because I know where I was in my life, it had to be either 2008 or 2009 when it came out. So Yeah, that makes, that right so around it's, there. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a decade um, old. The, the movie, I thought, was really good. Oh yeah. Um, I was very happy with it. being a fan of the show, being a fan of the book. I was very happy with it. If you read the book, they altered the ending a little bit, but in all seriousness, I think they altered it for the better I, because of there's a visual actually, at the, there's a visual at the end of the book that how would that translate to Yeah, <laughs> and I I actually prefer the movie's ending. Like it's they kind of had a very cohesive way to end the movie, which was really cool. Right. Well, I liked I liked the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as uh, properties go, um, The Watchmen is going to be turned into an HBO television series. Um, I don't know if this is going to be a limited series, if it's like 10 episodes and we're done, or if it's going to be an ongoing thing like season one, multiple seasons. I'm hoping for the multiple seasons. <laughs> yeah. We've been waiting to see some footage of it. We don't know. It sounds like it's going to take place post the events of the film, 
So following the film, yeah. the visual language of the film, and be told in that visual style. That's what it sounds. That's what it appears to be, and it's going to take place. So, what it was like late eighties is the oh like time. Like, well, hold on. Late eighties is the time period of the film, okay. or or the graphic novel. So take everything that happened within that story and advance it to modern day. So it takes place present day, twenty nineteen. Oh, I didn't even of know that. that universe. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So like this show is like I'm very excited for it, but it's one of those things I just haven't been reading up a lot about cuz I want to be surprised when it comes out like I don't want to know a lot, but that's really interesting. Well, I didn't I know wanted it. to know that. I wanted to know where it fit with because <laughs> right. uh DC released a few years back they released a mini series in comic form called Before Watchmen and it was like a yeah. prequel to like so you could like kind of learn some characters before you read the actual graphic novel. I never read that, but there was a lot of mixed opinions and, like, reviews on it. Um, But this is going to take place real-time, present day, what the Watchmen universe looks like now. Here we go. Um, So the HBO trailer, there was, like, one line of dialogue. I don't remember what it was. It's irrelevant. But it shows just clips of stuff you don't really know what you're looking at like police officers with yellow masks on and there's a one glimpse of uh the character rorschach um at least we think that's rorschach we're not sure i was gonna say that um i've seen people online saying they think so you see the mask is very rorschach like but it's not necessarily that character this could be someone completely new so it looks like rorschach but if you know rorschach the character um in the original graphic novel, he is this character who has a white mask that covers his entire face, like not even eye holes or anything. Yeah. And he's got like a Rorschach test ink stain on his a face. Rorschach ink blot yeah. on his face. And every frame of the comic, the the ink blot changes. So when you see the movie, the whole time you actually see his, in real time Rorschach. His face is constantly yeah, changing. The ink plots are kind of morphing. It's probably one of the things. coolest effects in the film. It's yeah. awesome. So this guy in the trailer that you see has a static Rorschach ink blot face mask, but he also has two eye holes, and then his clothing otherwise. Looks is like it, Rorschach, kind of. Was it? Because I, for some reason, I thought he had like he doesn't, a flannel. He's shirt not wearing the hat, but it looked like he was wearing the coat. Okay, fair enough. I so. I just couldn't remember because I was thinking he wasn't wearing Rorschach stuff. But uh, what I've seen people saying online is they think that it's a guy who found Rorschach's journal from the original original story, and he's just kind of a Rorschach fanatic trying to, you know, take up the the mantle of Rorschach oh. or something like that, okay. which I think is kind of a really cool take on it and it totally makes sense yeah and it makes him a dread pirate roberts kind of a character yeah so yeah that's Um, i don't know it the footage the the brief footage which made no sense to anyone looked cool mm -hmm. i'm down i was in i was in when they said they were going to do it (laughs) i'm just excited more now yeah and Uh, i i liked it it had kind of the uh like kind of color palette and vibrancy i guess akin to the original watchman movie so i know what you mean when you say it Looks like it's using the visual st- uh, visual language that Zack Snyder set up with the first movie, but um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it, but I'm worried about it too, just because I could I could understand if like they left the original Watchmen graphic novel and they never expanded on it because it's kind of a masterpiece and it's just 
how do you make the sequel to a masterpiece? You know, it's right. do you do that? So I'm excited. I'm just hoping they have something to say, and I'm hoping it can well, live up to the original. I do know that it's being written by Damon Lindelof. Oh, nice. Who was one of the co-creators of Lost. Yeah. Um, and I've always and I've liked his writing. Aside from Lost, he also wrote uh, the script for Prometheus, which is one of the Alien prequels. So I like Lindelof's writing. So that was another, just another nail in the coffin of, I'm going to be watching the show. <laughs> right um, well, in the HBO trailer, the season trailer, the other thing they showed a very, very quick clip of it, actual footage that we've been begging to see is the first actual clip from Game of Thrones Season 8. I am a massive, massive Game of Thrones fan. And some of you, just so you understand where I'm coming from, I am not just a fan of the show. I read the books back in the 90s when they came out, and I was a fan back then. I'm so excited to see the show get closed out. Uh, so this is the final season of Game of Thrones. They did. They are doing a prequel series. Uh, no, no official title yet, but uh, some info has been surfaced i in respects to everyone i know we talk spoilers on the show and we usually will give a spoiler warning i will say this i am not going to say a word about what the clip is if you want to go watch the hbo trailer great what i'm going to say is the short clip that was absolutely nothing for me to be excited about made me so excited (laughs) it's a visual of a character Talking to another character, there is one line of dialogue, and I watched the clip. I kept rewinding the TV to watch the <laughs> clip because that one single line got me so excited. <laughs> so, um, and I was, I watched the clip, heard the line, and went, "Oh my god!" Watched the clip again, watched for facial reactions. Like I'm just, uh, I'm so excited. I will not say any more than that because I don't want to drop a spoiler warning. I know people are weird about that show specifically in terms of spoilers. So, there you yeah. go. Yeah, so I'm excited. End of discussion <laughs> awesome. on Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, all right, so that's it on my Golden Globes recap. Yeah. Do you, I assume you didn't watch it. The Golden Globes? No. I don't really watch award shows okay. too much. I usually just well, look up the I'll winners say this. I'll say day. this. <laughs> Weirdest hosting ever. Like, most bizarre... Like, it was uh, Andy Samberg and uh, Sandra O oh, and... It was just the weirdest hosting job I've ever seen, so whatever. But that... I'm kind of curious, like, what was weird about it. Well, you really had to see it. It was almost like Andy Samberg knew what he was doing from his, like, Saturday Night Live style of, like, you know, improvisational on the stage and, you know, that kind of thing. But Sandra Oh, like, almost didn't know what she was doing. And it was just a really... It's like they had no chemistry. It was just... It was just weird. (laughs) And there was some weird, like, gags that they tried to do. I don't know. It was bizarre. Interesting. We have some cooler hosts potentially coming to the stage because the Oscars are coming. Okay. Okay. Kevin Hart was supposed to host due to some tweets from 10 years ago that he's apologized for and he's not going to apologize for him again because he's passed that part of his life, has backed out of hosting the Oscars. Uh, Ellen uh, DeGeneres had tried to get him to host the Oscars again. Sounds like he's not going to do it. The Academy has come up with a better idea. And what's that? Breaking news today... Okay. And it's still kind of up in the air because they are going to, um, it looks like it's not 100% in stone yet, but it sounds like the Academy is going to have the entire cast of the Avengers 
every actor they can get to host the Oscars. That's funny. That's funny. There's okay. Like that's amazing. There's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of jokes in there. There's gonna be a lot good, of yeah. jokes. And like you know, I've always liked watching the Oscars, but this makes it kind of exciting in like a rating standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like you know, who should we get to host the Oscars? I don't know. Let's hit, it's. I guarantee someone in a meeting said it's not like we can have the Avengers host the Oscars, and someone went. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just hoping they bring in, like, some actors that haven't been in the MCU films for so long, and they're just like, um, like, I can't remember. who play, Who's the original guy who played Rhodey in the first Oh, uh, Terrence Howard. Like, have him show up and, like, have some joke about that and right. just, like, dig deep into the well. Well, with it, what'll know? be really cool about it is the Oscars is going to air right before Endgame. <laughs> okay, nice. Like, the Oscars airs February 24th, which is one month out from Endgame. Like, because one month? No, March to April, like a month and a half out from okay, Endgame. Yeah. So you can have the entire Endgame cast on stage. There you go, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. I mean, there's so many places they could go with that. Like, I know. The Infinity Gauntlet, like each Infinity Stone, could be one of the best picture nominees. Or you got you could. There's so there's many, so many weird so. stuff you yeah, can do. Yeah, that's exciting. It's that just it just made me really excited to watch the Oscars this year. Um, on a Marvel note, I will say, at the time of this recording, we are two months out from Captain Marvel releasing in theaters. I have my ticket, my seats reserved. I'm ready to go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, nice. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'll be seeing it. March 9th, Saturday morning, first showing. IMAX, I'm excited. That's great. So, <laughs> I'll see you guys all at the movies, I guess. I'll, I'll probably buy my ticket day of, but I'll be there. So. Oh, well, I just kind of went... My thing with movies is is I want to see... So, I want to see almost everything in the largest format possible. Because I know that once the movie comes out on like Blu-ray or home viewing, whatever, I'm only going to be seeing it at home on whatever size TV I have. I'm not going to get a chance to see it on the big screen again. Yeah. I know sometimes they re-release stuff in theaters, but who, how many times do you actually go to that stuff? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Captain Marvel, got to see that in IMAX, done. IMAX is reserved seating. Great. If I buy my ticket now, I can pick the seat that I want yeah. to see the movie in. And I just saw, there was something on Instagram about tickets going on sale. So I checked the theater that I usually go to. Tickets were up. Bought my ticket. Without hesitation, good to go. <laughs> there you go. Nice. So, yeah. So I have my seat reserved and, you know, that I'm... Now you can just start working on your cosplay and you'll be ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now I have to, like, ch- um, check the internet because we're two months out from Captain Marvel Right? Yeah. So that means a month from now, I should be buying my ticket for Endgame. Yep. You know what I mean? Because they'll probably start they, selling um, tickets for that two months out. Is that kind of the two big movies this summer? Marvel's kicking it off with uh, Captain Marvel. This Marvel's summer? And then... Well, I it's, mean, it's not... I mean, it's spring. It's <laughs> I know not it's... even... Like, now we have spring blockbusters. No, I, I, I get that, but they're just kind of kicking it off with those two films, essentially. They're kicking it off, but then what's interesting is that Spider-Man's in July. Mm. Spider-Man Far From Home releases in July, so, I mean... Marvel, like I said, when we did our movie list a few weeks ago, nine Mar- nine Marvel films this year, including the X-Men movies. So, I mean, that's insane. 
Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's insane, but yeah. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, that's it for the news, unless you have something you wanted to... Uh, no, I was add. actually... I didn't even know there there was much news this week, so <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, but, Peter yeah. Peter got here, and I was like, dude, we have so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, I've been busy. I didn't know there was anything. So. Right. Well, let's talk the top five list. You okay. Ready? Yeah, All right. Great. So we're talking the top five. Ryan, play the thing. for the top five. Okay. Now, we realized that we kind of missed the ball on this. We did our top five animated, I'm sorry, top five anticipated 2019 films, and then we did a couple other lists. We realized we should probably have done top five anticipated television because there's a lot of TV stuff coming this year. Yeah. So we might not have a lot to say because this is just our excitement about things. So, um... Peter, let's uh, let's hear what you got. For... <laughs> Sounds great. So um, <laughs> any honorable mention? You don't. You might not have an honorable mention. It's okay if you. No, don't. I actually I actually have two. Right. Um, so my first one is the uh, DC Universe original show Harley Quinn. So uh, the show, uh, there's been a trailer out for it already. It looks kind of like a. From what I glean from the trailer, it looks like a Adult Swim style animated comedy show taking place within or around Arkham Asylum with Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, they've already shown. I don't know what other villains are coming in. I guess if... I'm realizing right now that our lists are going to be very different, so go ahead. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, I guess it might not be, but... If, from what I hope, from what I've seen of the show, this is going to be like the adults version of Teen Titans Go, where it's going to be a goofy comedy, but tons of sort of in-universe, like nerdy right. Easter egg jokes and stuff like that. I'm hoping it's going to be funny. I'm just kind of really curious about it. I'm very one. curious, too. I'm excited to see it. I love Harley Quinn. I always want more Harley Quinn when she's, like, available, so I'll see how this lands. What's interesting, though, is when I watch, when I watch like, an animated show, like the Batman animated series, or when I watch Suicide Squad, the movie, yeah. I always want more Harley Quinn. But when I read comic books, I want Harley Quinn to be a supporting character, which I always thought was weird. Because I'm not a fan of the Harley Quinn solo comic books. Yeah. Like, I like her when she's supporting when I'm reading the books, but I want her more prevalent when I'm watching, like, the shows and cartoons. The only thing I can think of is, uh, as far as animated shows and in the movies, like, Harley Quinn's been played by a lot of really good actresses, and maybe it's just those, like, vocal performances or Margot Robbie's performance that has been so so good. Harley Quinn was originally played by Tara Strong. Who yeah, played her for who's the played majority. Who's, who, who, she's played everybody, but <laughs> yeah. Tara Strong has played Harley Quinn probably more than anybody. Yeah, and then they did that animated film. I mean, Margot Robbie played her in the movie Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. but then they did the animated film um, Batman and Harley Quinn, which was voiced by Melissa Rauch, who plays uh, Bernadette on Big Bang Theory. Yeah, and then the Harley Quinn show on the DC Universe app is going to be voiced by Kaylee Cuoco from the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, um, Melissa Rauch I thought was great, and the trailer for the Harley Quinn show, listening to Kaylee Cuoco's lines that she has in that trailer, looks great. Yeah, so I was I was sold on both voices. I'm like, yep, this works. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, was sorry. I mean, all those voice, all those voice. I feel like I, I feel like I like stepped on your toes. Your no, literally, all I can say is I'm just curious about it, and I'm 
optimistic. I hope that it ends up being good. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, my first one. This is a DC one. Is the DC uh, CW or the DCW? As I'm officially going to call it. So going forward, I'm calling it the DCW. But they're crossover. Oh, okay. For next year, like, so they do yeah. they do an annual crossover of all their CW like superhero shows. Next year, they announced it's going to be Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is one of the coolest DC story arcs ever. So I'm just like, I was excited for next year's crossover, and then they announced what it was, and I like almost fell out of my chair. I'm surprised it's so, only an honorable mention. Um, when we, or is it just because it's an event more than a series? It's more or? of a it's more of an event. Here's the thing: I'm going to be watching the DCW regardless. Yeah, and I watch it every year, and I get excited for it. But um, there's some things on this list that I'm like, some of it's like curiosities outweighing some of my excitement for things but <laughs> nice. my butt's going to be in a seat for this anyway that's the only reason i made an honorable mention yeah nice so. <laughs> okay so moving on to my next one um i don't think you'll have much to say about this at all but i'm looking forward a lot to my hero academia season four now i have so, i haven't watched the show yeah. yet but i know you're a fan, i think so. it's um i think it, it's a show where it's very cartoony anime, so I don't know if you'll if you would get into it or not. But besides the cartoony, silly stuff they have, it's just a love letter to comic books and science fiction and just superheroes in general. Like there's so many Easter eggs and homages in there. Um, the creator of the show is like a huge fanboy essentially, and he's making like his like ultimate superhero story, and it's awesome. Um, the next season has one of the coolest... Because I've been reading along with the manga, too, and it has one of the coolest story arcs, which is the... In, it's called the internship story arc. Mm -hmm. So it's a bunch of the students work as internships under professional superheroes in the story arc. And uh, event, basically what happens is they find out that this vil, inside this villain's hideout, they're, uh, they kidnapped a... Uh, they kidnap this kid because of, of this little girl's powers that they have, and they're kind of exploiting this little girl's powers for their own game or their own gain. So all the heroes basically raid this hideout, and it is, like, going to be the coolest thing ever. Like, the fight scenes are are just going to be so awesome to see animated. Um, one of the villains in this arc has this uh, power, which... It's been a bit since I've read it, so I might be misspeaking, but he has, like, the power to morph into walls and control architecture. So mm. there's going to be whole sections of this fight scene where literally the walls and the floors are, like, undulating and moving around and throwing superheroes around. And I think it's just visually going to be spectacular. So I know you don't have a lot to say about it. I don't because I've never I'm watched it. I've just, seen, yeah. I've just seen trailers and some little clips here and there, and it looks cool. It's something I just haven't jumped onto yet. Right on. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, my next uh, honorable mention is a show called Veep. Do you know what this is? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is an H yeah. It's, I, a, it's an HBO show. It's a workplace comedy via like The Office or uh, Parks and Rec or something like that. But it takes place in the vice president's office, as in the vice president of the United States. Yeah. Um, this show is so funny. Like it's unbelievably funny, and they took a hiatus. Um, they finished the, the last season they took was like a while ago. They took a hiatus. They're coming back. It's the final season of the show. I'm really excited to see how they close it out. I've actually like started rewatching it and like my morning viewing before I go to work. I mentioned I was doing that. They're little half hour shows. It's each episode is half hour. So I have time to watch one before I go to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. I'm, just, I'm just really excited. So. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So where are you at? With, oh, uh, 
first pick. I don't, I don't have a lot to say. Like, I'm just excited for that show, so. Yeah, um, I'm switching the order. It is a show that I'll recommend if you're looking for a really good comedy, um, Rewatching it right now, I'm laughing at jokes that I didn't catch the first time around because some of the some of the jokes are so subtle. Like you, you, you just it, gotta you gotta pay attention to see. The, like you're gonna laugh at stuff because the show's funny, but if you really pay attention, you're gonna die because like it's just. It's probably one of those shows where like, if you know the characters well enough, it gets funnier because there's all these subtle little like mannerisms and stuff they have in this, it that'll make you laugh. There's this great bit. I'm gonna tell you this one scene. It's really funny. So like one of the guys who works in the vice president's office was running late. And she, the vice president, is played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld. Yeah. So she is like, where's Dan? And they're like, I don't know. He does not answer in his phone, but clearly he's not here. And she's like, okay, well, I need to talk to him when he gets in. She has two doors to her office. She has a door to her office, the normal door that everyone comes in. And then she's got this like side door that like can open up to the main hallway, right? Her door, that side door is like open and she's in her office and her, her chief of like... Her, her press secretary, I guess you could say, is like, hey, we need to go over your speech for the fireman's pancake breakfast or whatever <laughs> right. they're doing. And she's like, okay, cool. What He's like, I think you should open with a joke. I have a couple ideas written down and we can, we'll go over them and then lead into whatever. And she goes, okay, that's great. So he's like giving her the jokes and she spins around in her big chair. He can't see her. And she's like clearly not liking the first couple jokes. Like, no, that doesn't work. No, that doesn't work. And he's just reading. But he's starting to get silenced because she's like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, she's not finding his, She's not finding it funny. And she's yeah. like rolling her eyes. It's all facial expression. And then she sees Dan coming down the hallway because her side door is open. She gets up and walks out and talks to Dan in the hallway. And they walk through the main entrance, right? Mm. And Mike is still sitting her press secretary, Mike, is still sitting there talking to the back of a chair. <laughs> nice. And then she gets... So now she's in the main part of her office, and yeah. she's super mad about something, and she screams at him. She's like, Mike! <laughs> and he turns around with this look like, what? How did you get over there? What is going on? And then she starts screaming at him because of a problem that he didn't know about. Or <laughs> That's, but his the look on his face, the way the moment played yeah. out, it was so funny. Nice. Um, I mean, I caught that the first time I watched, but it was just, it just made me laugh harder the second time through. Awesome. Okay, enough about V. Uh, what's, <laughs> what's your actual first pick? Yeah, so my first pick is uh, Watchmen, actually. So oh, great. We've already talked a lot about it. We I've did. I've kind of already said my um, thoughts about it. We matched on Watchmen. So. Okay, nice. So I will let you uh, go on to pick, my next one. Because we matched. Okay, so my next pick is actually already out, but... It just came out this year. Uh, it's Young Justice Outsiders, the third season yep. of the beloved cartoon series. Um, I haven't watched any of it yet, but I'm excited to dive in. Um, I haven't either, otherwise I would have talked about it at the top of the show. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just one of my favorite animated series of all time, so I'm just super pumped. Cool. So, um, so I'm going to say The Mandalorian. Okay, nice. Uh, Disney is releasing their Disney Plus streaming app. Yeah. And one of the shows that's coming with it is going to be a live-action Star Wars series on the Disney app called The Mandalorian. It takes place between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. It's going to be about a lone gunslinger out in the universe of the Star Wars mythos. Yeah. I've seen a still. The <laughs> actor playing The Mandalorian is Pablo Pascal, who played uh, Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones, or the Viper, as everyone knows, because of the his big fight scene with the mountain. Um... I'm excited. 
I want want more Star Wars. There's there's not much more to say because I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. I know that the show is being written by Jon Favreau, which is awesome. It's being, uh, there's going to be a couple episodes going to be directed by Dave Filoni, who, if you know that name, he was the supervising director of the Clone Wars, which is awesome. Like, it's like the all the right pieces are in place. Here we go. So I'm just waiting for the show. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, on to my next pick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's you're right. There's so like we don't have a lot to say. About we don't have a lot to but, say, and that's why I was um, like, we'll make it news heavy because <laughs> I kept looking for news stories because I knew we were going to be rolling through this top five. So. Right on. Uh, my next pick is actually uh, Netflix's uh, Dark Crystal series that's coming out. Dark Crystal. This doesn't change my list, but I did yeah. forget about it when I was mm-hmm. making my short list. So um, go ahead. I mean, all I can say is we talked about this a lot already on a previous episode, but all I can say is like I love the original film, and I'm really excited to see the special effects effects in this movie. Like, are they going to have really cool puppets? Maybe some really cool makeup, and maybe just some. I want to see how they pull everything off. Um, and I'm hoping that it's like the original. It's all handcrafted. Hopefully, there's not. A, like CGI in it or anything like that. So, cool. Um, all right. So my next one is hmm. It's interesting. You haven't mentioned one yet, and I know we're gonna match. So I'll save it. <laughs> uh, the next one I'm gonna bring up is Infinity Train. Oh yes, I remember. I, you talking I talked about, about this. this. Yeah. You gotta go if you wanna. How about this? I talked about Infinity Train back on one of our Comic Con review shows. Like way early in it was like the evolution one of, of our podcast. first episodes. It was one of our yeah. first episodes I brought this up because they showed some footage at Comic Con and I've been waiting. Mm-hmm. The show airs this year. Actually, right before you got here to record, I saw a commercial on TV for it. Unfortunately, they didn't have a date. It just said Infinity Train coming. Okay, so it's cool. going to be out this year. Is um, it a Cartoon Network? It's, is that... car- it's Cartoon Network. Uh, just to give people a, if you don't want to go, if you didn't know about the show or you don't remember what I said, this is what I can tell you. There's a girl that's on a train, and the car she's in is kind of like a puzzle. Like she can't get out of the car because she's got to solve the puzzle to get out of the car. And then when she figures out the puzzle and gets to the next car, it's like a whole new puzzle. Like, I don't really know what the story is, but the idea of someone being stuck on this, like, train that's just out (coughs) there with these puzzles to solve is kind of cool. But what's really weird is that on her, the palm of her hand in, like, this glowing green lettering is a number. Yeah. And every time she moves to a different car, the number is different. Mm-hmm. Look... The visuals alone, like, it's it's animated, it's a cartoon, so the visuals are, I mean, it's a cartoon. But the idea of what I'm looking at just makes me completely, like, confused <laughs> and interested. And I'm like, yeah. I have to know what this is about. Another cool aspect of it, and I, you might have just touched on this and I just didn't hear, but uh, you were saying before that it's almost like every car in this train is like its own expansive world, essentially. Yeah. Like you walk into an, the next car and it's like this. There's one where she walks through, she walks into the next car and she opens the door and she's like in this expansive world where like there's corgis everywhere and they can talk <laughs> and right. there's like a little river. Yeah. And the corgis don't go beyond the river because of the shadow creature. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then you see the shadow creature. She's like, well, that's odd. So she decides to go across the river. Now, when I say a river, the river's just too deep for the corgis to walk across because corgis have short legs. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) So she has to carry one of the dogs across the river with her. And when they find the shadow creature, it was really just a spider in front of a flashlight. 
mm-hmm. which is funny. Yeah. And then the door is right there. Like, it's, you know, like, it's <laughs> weird stuff. And just, I'm, like, completely curious as to what it is. Yeah, and to so. see if it'll be one of those cool things. Hopefully there's a good mystery behind it where you can kind of pick up hints, you know, in each episode of yeah. what exactly is actually if you, going on. If you go to YouTube and you type in Infinity Train, there are two things you'll find. One, you'll find a, a one-shot uh, short film episode which is basically like a, it's like a three to four minute like short of what this Infinity War Infinity War Infinity Train is, and then there is the trailer for the show that, and then there's the trailer that they released at Comic Con for the show. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're at all interested in anything I just said, check it out. But I encourage <laughs> everyone to because it just looks cool. Nice. So, sweet. Um, so then on to my next one. Yep. I'm getting nervous because I'm wondering. You said you know we're gonna match one, and we're I'm gonna match one for sure. Okay, so my next pick is uh, Swamp Thing, another oh. DC Universe show. Oh, man, maybe this is we're where not I, gonna. This is where I'm nervous that yeah. we might not match. But yeah, um, Swamp Thing's my next pick. Um, not a lot. Of, not a lot is known about this. I've loved uh, the Titans show on the DC Universe, so. In my opinion, hopefully the next you know live action series are going to be great. But I also love horror. I love superhero stuff. When you combine the two, it's super fun. Um, Aquaman, which we were just talking about, highest grossing DC movie at the box office ever. That film's director, James Wan, is a producer on Swamp Thing. So right. just another reason to expect this to be really cool. So. Right. Now... I know my list doesn't have a lot of DC Universe stuff on it. Uh, I count. I have four DC things on my list. Right. So. Well, in terms <laughs> and of five, like, five superhero shows individually. Right. So, um, I realize I watch a lot of television. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, Swamp Thing is something I'm excited for. Like all this DC stuff, I'm excited for. I just there's not a lot known about it. Yeah. It's not like I'm coming into Swamp Thing season two going, holy cow. Yeah. You know, uh, Gotham see the the final season of Gotham just started. Um, the first episode was great. They're clearly doing like a no man's land storyline thing, which is cool. They're like adapting a, an existing Batman story to a world without Batman, and like they're doing some cool stuff with it. Let's yeah. See where it goes. But it's not like I'm coming into these shows going, ooh, it's interesting. I'm coming into these shows going, I don't know anything. Yeah. And I'm really curious to see the road they take. I think... Um, Titans made me realize how serious that we got to... Titans made me realize how serious we need to start taking DC. And that's right. like the best way of putting it because I was like, cool, they're doing a live action Titan show. And then I started watching Titans and I was like, oh my God, we need to take them serious because they're doing like something... They're doing something that... Marvel isn't even like considering to do, you know, like because Marvel seems to be a little more family friendly, a little lighthearted, and like yeah. throw a little more comedy in it. And DC's going, no, we're telling superhero stories, and there's repercussions. If you hit someone with a monkey wrench, there's a repercussion to hitting someone with a monkey wrench, and we need to we yeah need to show that. Um, so I think with uh, Swamp Thing specifically, I think because. So there was two Swamp Thing movies before. Yeah, and they, there I, lo- been a I new liked one. the I liked the Swamp Thing movies back in the yeah. late eighties, early nineties. And that's what I was gonna say. It's it's been so long since we've seen a live action version of Swamp Thing, and knowing the property it comes from, they could really go bonkers with special effects nowadays, and they could really make something like really cool that we haven't seen in so long. Yeah. So that's another thing, kind of adds to my excitement for it. Um, I also thought of something really funny that's really random, but 
you're saying we got to take DC television seriously, and it reminds me of uh, our younger brother Sean when he was a kid. He used to call Batman the animated series, Batman the animated serious, because that's what he thought it was, and I always loved that. So <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but I mean, it was serious. It was, it was a serious. serious. It, was cartoon, a, it was a cartoon. Dude. It was a serious take on Batman. And <laughs> yeah. <it was laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, moving on. Uh, so my next pick uh, is Stranger Things. Nice. We matched for this See, one. See, okay. this is the one that I was expecting to match. Um, so Stranger Things, the, I we don't even know. This could be the final season. We really don't know because they're not talking. Yeah. I originally read an article a long time ago when they were on season two that the plan was to do five seasons. Cool. Yeah. Well, these kids are growing up faster than I think anyone anticipated <laughs> yeah. because, you know, you hit puberty and then you grow quicker. So they might cap it at three seasons. They might cap it at four seasons. We really don't know, and they're not talking, and that's fine. Um, but I loved the first two seasons of Stranger Things, like, so much. I kind of want to do a rewatch, but I don't have time for that. So um, I'm just going to go into this. I mean, they're, they're only eight episodes each, I think, but... Uh, Either way, I don't yeah. know if I have time. I want... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> there is, and uh, are you gonna try and rewatch them? So I've rewatched, or I've watched the first season twice. So I want to give the second season at least one more watch through um, before so, the third one. So comes from out. season one to season two, I noticed a pattern with Stranger Things, and I'm really curious if season three is gonna follow the same pattern because then that shows that Stranger Things actually has a formula to their storytelling. Okay. Um, and I could be very wrong about this. Now, Stranger Things as a whole is very science fiction. Yeah. There's a lot of that in there. So for me to say it's not science fiction, I want you to understand there's something I noticed in, in early in the season compared to the back half of the season. The first, In season one, it's very mysterious as to what's going on, and the science fiction has a is kind of like a subplot. Yeah. Okay? And then it switches... And it's super heavy science fiction all the way to the end. Yeah. Okay, there's a point in the middle where suddenly it's like super science fiction to the end of the season. And then okay. in season two, the science fiction is very subplot and it's very normal real world stuff up to a point, And then it switches gears and then it's heavy science fiction right. all the way to the end. It's like there's two halves of each season. And they're eight episode seasons. Eight episode seasons, right? Episode 5 of Season 1 and Season 2 is the flip of the coin. Okay. Every, both seasons. So I'm wondering if Season 3 is going to follow that same formula. That's interesting. It's like, um, and it's and it it slowly builds, and then Episode 5 is the flip, and then it's heavy science yeah. fiction, and then Season 2, it slowly builds, Episode 5 is the flip, and then right. it's all science fiction to the end. I always, that's interesting, because it kind of goes with a thing that I've thought about with the show in general, is that, uh... It for me, I always thought of it like it follows a monster movie story arc where you watch most monster movies where it starts out and it's very mysterious and maybe there's a lot of like freaky scenes, but you don't really go know what's going on. And then at a certain point, you actually see the monster. And now that you've seen it, it's out of your imagination. It's on the screen. It's not as scary. And then you're just watching the monster chase people around and waiting for how are they going to kill the monster. Right. And Stranger Things kind of follows that same right. format, too, which totally goes with what you're saying. Yeah, I just you know? It almost like there's a little formula there. 
and I'm not a big fan of formulaic television. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I do watch some formulaic television. Like I watch The Resident. That's formula mm-hmm. TV. Uh, it follows a very st- strict pattern of how things lay out every individual episode. Um, this is kind of like a formula for the season as a whole. I just thought it was interesting when I noticed it. I, was, I noticed it while I was watching season two. I'm like, this yeah. is the same turning point in the last season. Yeah. You know? it's. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I don't necessarily... When it's a formula to how a whole season works as opposed to an episode, I don't know if it's a bad thing. Like, because at, at least so far, I don't mind it. It's possible that another season or two down the line, it'll get kind of old. But, uh, I mean, what I can say about Stranger Things is, for me, like, this is one of the few series I've seen where every scene and every episode, I am engaged and I am paying attention. And I don't think I've ever seen a show that has gotten me that way where I've never been bored throughout and I know it's like a shorter series so maybe that lends to it but right I mean that's just kind of how I'm looking forward to it you know I I get really into one of the things I get really into in terms of anything whether I'm watching television or I'm watching a movie whether I'm reading a book I love the process of writing Mm -hmm. I get really into that and I like looking through the puzzle of how the writer create not only maybe just created the world or created the characters or devised the story he's telling like that's just i i really get into that stuff so when i watch stuff i always think about the process of writing when i'm watching things it's always in the back of my mind so maybe that's why i caught it like i did yeah i don't yeah for sure um so yeah um Stranger Things, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So uh, now what I'm gonna do is I'll probably the, when, now you're gonna pay attention. to Well, that, when aren't you? season three comes out, I'm not gonna pay attention to that. But then if I do another watch through, I'll think I'll keep that. Okay, in unless mind, you're so. gonna be like okay, here, um, but you're probably gonna realize you're starting episode five and pay attention for the flip. <laughs> I don't know. Like I might get sucked in the. So the first two seasons, I kind of did it where I just watched the whole thing like over a weekend, and you kind of just get sucked into yeah. Stranger Things world. So I might just not even realize I'm on episode five. So if it's good, hopefully that's where I'll be, where it's right. just, yeah. Right. Well, that was your last pick, right? Yep. Okay, so since we matched on that. So that brings me to my final pick. Um, surprise, surprise, it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, this is Game of Thrones' final season for the show proper. They do have a prequel show coming. I talked about Game of Thrones earlier and how excited I am about this. Do you understand how excited I am about this. It's been 500 days since Game of Thrones ended last season. (laughs) Not that I'm counting. I am less than four months away from Game of Thrones. I can't tell you how much I'm excited for this show to come back. It's six episodes. They're going to be like longer than normal episodes. They haven't announced run times, but last I heard, we're looking at like hour and a half to two hour episodes. Like the the finale is probably two hours. This is... It's going to be a movie a week, and I cannot wait. So, I mean, I, there's, there's not enough words. Everyone who watches Game of Thrones is listening to, that listens to this show is going to go, yep, I'm right there with you. <laughs> this is great. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not watching Game of Thrones, something's seriously wrong with you, and you should be running away from this. <laughs> that's, that, that's me. No, I'm, I'm really behind. I'm uh, Lately, I've been really motivated to catch up, though, so I'm hoping to... Um, probably just binge through it all when the new season comes out. So yeah, I mean, it's I, I'm just so excited. I can't, I, I can't even. There's not enough words to express how excited I am for it. Like I own a replica of Jon Snow's sword, long claw. It hangs in my library in the house. Um, it's fantastic. So I just, <laughs> nice. I'm just excited. 
Um, but that brings us to the end of the list. Yeah. Um, so next week we're going to do another like sort of 2019 list. Uh, and then we're going to get back to our lists in general <laughs> as proper. We realized we did the movies, we did the TV, but you know what? There's so many things we look forward to in the year. So many things we hear that are coming out that we're excited about. Um, so we're going to do next week. This is a top five 2019 anticipated miscellaneous list. Okay, so this could just be me saying, hey, one of my favorite authors is coming out with a book. I'm excited to read it. This is going to be kind of off the wall. This is a very, these could be niche topics. This might not be specific. This might just be like, hey, I'm excited for, you know, this video game coming out. Or, hey, this, you know, there's a book series. Or, hey, like, I'm going on this vacation. Like, this is going to be very, uh, this is going to be a very, like, bizarre list for us to do. It'll be unconventional. It's just out of the ordinary because... We do so much through the year, and there's so little time to talk about things sometimes. So, um, it probably my list will probably be very entertainment um, centric because this is an entertainment podcast. So, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but yeah, it could be. I mean, we could. There might be some unconventional picks in there, and hopefully, it it's both like broad, but maybe it's also a little niche too. So maybe me and you could get introduced to new stuff or our yeah, this is going to be there's just going to be stuff new, in general you know? that we're looking forward to that doesn't normally fall in a top five category. So yeah, you know who knows what's going to happen. Um, yeah, so that that's what we're going to do next week, and then after that we'll resume our normal top fives, which it'll be Peter's pick after that. So um, yeah, sounds good. I've, uh, I've been thinking this whole time we've been taking a break from picking lists. I've been thinking really hard, and I've got like half an idea lined up, so I'm just going to work on the other half of it before we... <laughs> so I will say, <laughs> totally I'll, I'll say this on the air. A lot of times, <laughs> Peter and I like to, if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, Peter and I like to uh, surprise each other with the list, so I don't like to know going into an... If it's his pick, I don't want him to tell me before we record. I want it to be a surprise, so my reaction is a legitimate reaction and vice versa. Uh, I will ask you this. If you come up with an idea for a list that you're not sure if I can do or you're not sure how to, like, constructure the list, like, how (laughs) do I word this so you understand what I'm talking about and our listeners understand – you can tell me before we record so we can figure it out. So when I said I had half an idea, I totally joked because I just thought it was, like, the most ridiculous oh, way okay. to come up with an earth. It's like, can is that even possible? Like, so okay, just, no, I that's just fine. If you're having, like, I just saying, if you had trouble wording <laughs> how you want the list title to be, yeah. we'll, uh, well, so I have, we'll uh, workshop it. My idea so far, it's worded like this. The top five favorite and then i'm just working on that second half oh i see okay (laughs) i see very that's a a very niche list you got there (laughs) yeah um all right well as far do you have anything else you want to add because we're running to the end of the show so um i hope that uh someday we do a top five top five list episode (laughs) i think (laughs) i think one of these days like that that sounds like a kind of a cool like one year anniversary kind of thing like one of our favorite lists that we did over the past year um so we'll see we can we'll discuss that as we get closer (laughs) i said that jokingly again and i think it's like oh crap more serious oh crap drew like wanted to do something with that like that's something i actually thought of already okay Um, (laughs) so anyway uh Oh, I do have one last thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, my friend Jessie listens to the show, and uh, she actually, well, she knows our brother Scott, too, and 
So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, please listen to our best of movies of 2003 episode. But she actually asked our brother Scott about his love of the movie Honey, and uh, they had a great <laughs> <laughs> they had a great conversation about how much Scott loves Honey, and uh, I know it probably really brightened his day to be able to talk about that. So I just wanted to give uh, Jesse a shout out and say thanks for listening and thanks for. You know, yeah. bringing that joy to Scott. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, with that being said, this is another episode in the can. Um, if you want to interact with the show, please send us an email, top5report at gmail.com. We have a Facebook and Twitter at Top5Report. We are on iTunes. You can go to our website and subscribe to us, but you can find us on iTunes at well, Top5Report. Uh, tell us, subscribe to us, give us a five star review. We'll give you a shout out on the show if you do. And then, um, Tell your friends because we always want more listeners, but we also want the five-star reviews and people let us know because it makes us look important and the things we say are important. <laughs> so, um, yes, for the top five report, that is it. My name is Drew. I'm Peter. 